She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. She just won't stop the stitching, and the neighbors say it really is quite sad. Hi, this is Alana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting podcast. You'll be able to find the show notes for this podcast off of my blog, and that's at nevernotknitting.com. That's N-E-V-E-R-N-O-T-K-N-I-T-T-I-N-G dot com. If you'd like to contact me about the podcast, you can email me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com. And I'm over on Ravelry, of course. And I'm sure you can guess what my screen name is, but it is Never Not Knitting. I try to keep it all the same just so it's easy for everyone to remember. So, thank you for listening. This is my very first episode, and, well, it's a bit scary, but I'm very excited about it. Um, My husband had gotten me all this recording equipment for our sixth anniversary. I've been talking about doing a podcast for, I don't know, a year or more now, but just never got around to doing it, and now I have no excuse. So here I am. So let me tell y'all podcasting? Yeah, it's harder than it looks. It's way harder than I thought it was going to be. And in the beginning, um, even though I have a good idea of how to use my software and recording equipment now, in the beginning, it was ugly. And it took me a long time to figure out how everything worked. My memories of that time are hazy, and it's sort of, it's sort of just, it's sort of all like a bad, bad podcasting dream. Can you podcast right now, okay, honey? Just a little bit. Just a I'll little be bit. Okay, wait, how do I stop? Okay. Hit the square button. Wait. No, I don't get that one. That's the round button. What? Hit the square button. No, what button um, I'm clicking it. It's red. Button. I just clicked wait, wait, wait. it. Okay. Try right I'm right clicking it right now. Wait, the, that one? That's the play button. No. That okay. Wait, that pressing it to the right. No, it's right there. The I, I just right. pressed. Yeah. I just clicked on it. Wait, no, wait. Lana. That's the stop wait, button right there, right? I just clicked on it. Look right there. You just close the program. <sighs> well, since this is my very first episode, I think it's probably appropriate that I start off by introducing myself. As I had mentioned previously, my name is Alana, Um, I'm married, I have a two-year-old daughter, and when I'm not at home um, vacuuming up Cheerios, you'll find me happily knitting away at my local yarn shop where I work as a knitting instructor. I've worked there for about, let's see here, four years now, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe four and a half. I started pretty close to when they opened. Um, I started off by teaching the crochet classes, then started teaching, just gradually teaching a lot more, and now I teach all of them. But anyways, that's my job. I work there a couple days a week, and I absolutely couldn't ask for a better job. It's, I look forward to going to work. It's just awesome, and it's great because I work there only a few days a week, so I have um, lots of time at home with my daughter, so it's I feel like it's just the best of 
both worlds right now. But how did I become an instructor? How did I even learn how to knit? Most people are surprised to see me knitting because I'm usually younger than most of the people that I teach. And everyone asks me the famous question, oh, did your mom teach you how to knit? And of course I say no. And oh, did your grandma show you maybe? Um, no, I actually learned on my own as an adult. It all began when I went over to a friend's house and saw that she had a crocheted afghan laying over her couch. And I said, oh, did you make that? And she says, yeah. And so I, of course, was just enthralled. I don't know why I was enthralled with the crocheted afghan. It's not really my style right now in my knitting career, but um, at the time it was amazing. So I asked her if she could show me what she said more than willing to teach me but me being just the obsessive person that I am I couldn't wait until I could get together with her till our schedules would meld together so I just went out the very next day and went to the library and got a crocheting book of crocheted afghans and I sat down with my crochet hook that my babysitter gave me when I was five and I thought to myself I'm gonna crochet and I didn't because I couldn't because I couldn't figure it out and it was really really bad and um, I learned how to make the chain but I was pulling it so tight that there was no way I was going to get that hook back into those stitches and so I was struggling and struggling I mean my hands were white I was gripping that hook so hard and pushing it through that chain that was didn't look like a chain, it just looked like a solid piece of yarn because it was so tight. So I practiced that for a few days, super frustrated. I could not even single crochet. Come to find out later, now that I know what I'm doing, I was doing a slip stitch into all the chains. And then when I went to turn around the other way, I didn't realize that you have to turn your work around and always knit from right to left. I was trying to crochet back with my left hand. Needless to say, it was a disaster. And um, I was trying to make a blanket. It was so tight, it looked like almost like a woven rug. And not to mention I was using some really, really lovely, <coughs> ugly, cream-colored, acrylic yarn which um, was terrible to work with and just just the worst and the hook I was using was way too small for the yarn it was just a disaster so here I am trying to teach myself to crochet it took a long time for me to get the hang of it and I finally did get together with my friend and she helped me along the way she only knew one stitch I believe the double crochet and she had made several several afghans with just this one stitch. So her crochet knowledge was a bit limited, so for me to continue learning, I had to learn on my own, so I just got books and slowly learned, and I got pretty good. And pretty soon I was just crocheting up a storm, and I crocheted a million scarves and blankets and doodads for everybody in my family, and I loved it. But then I thought, why not try knitting? So me and my friend, we went up to the craft store, we were at the craft store one day, looking at yarn, and I said, hey, I've always wanted to try knitting, let's, you know, I'm, I'm good at crochet now, I, I can do knitting, you want to try to learn how to knit? So she agreed, so at that time, this was about six, maybe five and a half, six years ago, 
back then there was not nearly the selection of knitting books and yarns that are available now and I wasn't at a yarn store I was just at a craft store general craft store so I picked out this super super cheesy book knitting book from the 80s um, that was pretty much all they had and I picked it because it looked like it had pretty simple instruction and I saw some some really terrible sweaters in there but I thought but I was determined that that was going to be my first project a sweater so I picked the book that had like the most simple simplest sweaters that I could find so anyway it was kind of a generic like how to knit book beginner book so we got this book and not realizing how much knitting could cost I was trying to get by I was trying to learn very cheaply so I was, took a look at the needles and thought hmm how come you can buy um, these two big needles for this price but you can get a pack of five needles for the same price I thought now this is ridiculous why isn't everyone just buying the pack of five needles and not the you know the two longer ones if they're the same price well as we all know I'm I was looking at the double pointed needles and of course they have their own use and the straight needles have their own purpose too but at the time I had no idea so me and my friend we got a package of size 6 metal short double pointed needles I chose size 6 because I thought that sounded like a good number and we split the pack so I got two she got two I didn't know what that extra fifth one was for but I figured well if one of us loses one needle we got an extra so we went home and we we sat on the bed and with our our size 6 double pointed short metal needles and our great wonderful acrylic yarn that we got that day and our cheesy 80s how to knit book and we were determined so we sat down together and we tried to knit and it was difficult as you can imagine the stitches were flying off the end of the double pointed needles we had no idea what we were doing we were trying to help each other it was pretty ridiculous and I remember thinking how does anybody why does anybody knit if crocheting is so much easier and faster what what is the point of this so anyhow I wasn't too keen on knitting when I had first learned so over the next few days I kept trying but my stitches were terrible and and it was just it was just a mess but my friend she kept up with it and before long she had shown me that um, a scarf that she had knitted just in garter stitch and and I thought it was beautiful so I set out trying again and it was just a slow arduous process but through the help of books I just taught myself how to knit and for the longest time I didn't know how to purl and I just but I just kept going and and um, expanding my knowledge and before long I got fairly good at it and my friend knit a few scarves and then quit but anyway but around the time that kind of shortly after I had started learning that's kind of when the knitting resurgence began it seemed like and everybody was knitting scarves so all of a sudden there was a lot more yarns in the stores and books that were out so it became easier to learn 
But anyway, I, I kept going with my crocheting, and for a long time, I didn't even see the point in knitting. I felt like it took too long, and it was hard to fix mistakes, so I just stuck with crochet for quite a while. And I just crocheted and crocheted away and kept on making more scarves and more things, mostly super fast projects for people because I was all about speed and getting these things done and not about, you know, precision or producing a, a fine, um, tightly knit, beautiful item. Um, it was more like, how many scarves can I get done by next week? But anyways, so I kept on going with the crochet. Oh, and then I went over to Michael's one day. That's a craft store, like a, a chain craft store. And I saw that they had knitting lessons. And I thought, oh, well, I'm really good at crochet. Maybe I could teach the crochet lessons here. So I talked to the manager and got an application. And I was hired there at Michael's and I started teaching my crochet classes. And before long, a yarn store had opened up in our town and I live in a pretty small town so it was kind of surprising that we got a yarn store and the two neighboring towns that are larger didn't so the yarn store came into our town which was very exciting and I had been to a yarn store one time before up in San Francisco it was called Imagine It and I just loved it I couldn't believe that there was yarns like that yarns like that existed because I was used to buying my yarn at craft stores which had a completely different selection and so when this yarn store came into town I was just on cloud nine so I just proudly walked in with all my <sighs> really bad I mean, I can't, I'm so embarrassed now but at the time I didn't know it all my crocheted things that I had made and um, proudly showed the owner and asked if she'd be interested in having somebody teach crochet classes, which she was very nice, and she said yes. And so I immediately got on the schedule, I believe the following month. Um, so one month after the shop had opened, I got on the schedule teaching classes, which is funny to me because I hadn't been crocheting that long. Now, I did know a good amount about crochet, but, you know, usually you don't learn how to crochet and then a few months later start you know, teaching classes and having other people pay you to teach them. So anyway, for a long time I just kind of had it um, as a little side job while I worked other jobs, and it was kind of like a part-time thing I did on Saturdays or on my days off. But then I uh, had my daughter, and it was just perfect to be able to just work teaching my classes because um, it was a flexible schedule that I could make and I was only gone for a few hours at a time and as any mother knows who's nursing a baby you can only be gone for a few hours at a time at first so so that's how I began as a knitting instructor and now I teach classes almost every single day that I work and I just love my job I love teaching people and of course I graduated into knitting classes once I got better at knitting and now I do spinning classes and um, all sorts of stuff and I'm always looking for new ideas so it's really a lot of fun. The end of last year is when I started my blog and that has been kind of exciting. 
I didn't do it for a long time because I was afraid that I like wouldn't keep up with it or I wouldn't be good at it or I like I wouldn't know how to what to write but I've really enjoyed it I'm glad that I started it I've gotten to meet a lot of great knitters from all different areas and it's been fun to take pictures of my knitted things and to kind of have a portfolio of, of what I've done and to look back and it's it's really fun and it was um, Ravelry that got me started with the blog idea because I just figured as long as I'm going to be taking pictures for Ravelry why not post it up on a blog so that's how I got started with that as I already had mentioned my husband got me all of this re really nice recording equipment for our anniversary and so I thought well I knew what the very next step would be for me, which was to be, to put out a podcast. I've been listening to knitting podcasts for years now, and I, I just love them. And because of the job that I have, I thought that I have something to offer a podcast as well. So I thought I'd give it a try. So now to talk to you guys about what I've been knitting lately. I just finished the Pomatoma socks, and that could be pronounced Pomatomus, but um, I'd like to think it's Pomatomus because it's easier to pronounce. So anyhow, I just finished those. They're really nice. The pattern was a little complicated in the beginning. One of those patterns you have to look at, you know, every row, and if you mess up, it's hard to take out. But I kept on I kept on going with it, and I really like the results. The pattern is really unusual and pretty. It's it kind of looks like fish scales or fans. It's really neat. So if you've never seen the pattern before, um, go look it up. It's on Nitty.com. Just go to the pattern archives, search for socks, and type in Pomatomus. And I realize that that's kind of a difficult word. So P O M A T. P-O-M-U-S. Pomatomus. Okay. The Pomatomus make me a little bit sad because that was the knit-along, the last knit-along that we had at the Scarlet's Game, the shop I work at. It was the knit-along for June and July, and I think that there was only three or four people left attempting the sock because most people dropped out because they felt like the pattern was too hard. So that was kind of sad, but um, really glad that I kept with it because it's kind of a sense of accomplishment when you finish something that is challenging and it's just so pretty. But since I finished that, I was really excited to get to start a new project, which it was really, really hard to pick a project because there's about five projects right now that I feel like I immediately have to have and start but I've decided to start another pair of socks because it's just nice to have a pair of socks on the needles it's really easy to just take with you and never mind the fact that I have a pair of unfinished socks I choose kind of not to think about them because they make me mad it's my on-the-go socks and what I mean by that is my pair of socks that I just grabbed and um, every time I was going to run out the door, just a quick project to take with me. It was a plain pair of stockinette stitch socks, so I didn't really have to look at them too much to knit them. So they went with me in the car when my husband was driving, and 
to the movie theater and to restaurants and to friends' houses and so forth. But they make me very sad because um, I just made one of the socks and I miscalculated and it's too big and I don't know whether I want to start on the next one or not and make another big sock to match and I don't know. So those are being set aside for now. So, as I was saying, I started a new pair of socks. I decided to go with the evening stockings for a young lady out of the book Knitting Vintage Socks by Nancy Bush. They're a really pretty lacy pair of socks. They're knee-high, which I'm currently obsessed with knee-high socks. Don't really know why. I chose to knit them out of black panda silk sock yarn. So they're, they're really pretty. They're going to be really elegant. I think they'll be really cute to wear with skirts and such. So I'm excited about that project. I just started that. I'm working. I'm just working on the cuff. And then last night I started another new project which is a sweater for my dad and it's a Rowan pattern it's a free pattern online and I'll put a link to the to the pattern in the show notes it's called man's zip-up jacket and it's really really a nice masculine cardigan it has a zipper down the front which makes me a bit nervous I've never put it in a zipper before so that'll be interesting but it's got kind of a ribbed pattern, and it, it's just very nice looking, loose-fitted. And it was really hard finding a good man's sweater, because I have some picky men in my family who are very concerned with their sweaters looking a certain way. So this is one that I heard about on another podcast, and I really think the pattern is nice. Although I have found a few mistakes already, and one of them is really big, but a lady on Ravelry is helping me. And also, um, I will be, you know, of course, posting corrections in on my blog post when I finish that project. Other than that, I do have another project on the needles. It's my Giselle top, knit out of Barocco yarn, Seduce. And I sort of, unfortunately, fell out of love with this project. I think it's the stockinette stitch that is wearing me down, but I really liked this project when I first started it. I happened to buy the pattern up at Stitches West this year, and I just fell in love with it right away because I saw the finished top on a mannequin, and also the lady working the booth was wearing the same top, and it's knit out of 100% silk, and it was just really, really pretty. So I immediately grabbed up the pattern and, you know, grabbed all the skeins of yarn off the rack and was standing in line and I'm looking down at the yarn, which is pretty pricey, and thinking, oh, this is going to be a lot of money. And my husband was with me and I felt embarrassed to buy all this. So I put the yarn down and I just bought the pattern and I went ahead and bought her Sahara top pattern as well. They're both really pretty tops for kind of um, spring, summer. The Sahara top you can make short sleeve or long sleeve, so that's kind of versatile. And this top, Giselle, that I'm knitting, it has these really interesting, funky, flary sleeves on it. And it's a wrap top. It's really pretty, so you can look at the picture, which I'll post a link to. Um, But now, since... This top is kind of boring me 
to death because I'm just working the body and it's worked all in one piece. So kind of feels like you're never making any progress and it's just stockinette stitch. Granted, there is a lot of shaping, so it's breaking up the monotony a bit, but not quite enough. So looking forward to getting this project done and off the needles. I really don't feel like working on it anymore and I'm also just going to do away with the sleeves altogether and make it a just a cap sleeve version because I'm just not quite sure if I can pull off the sleeves and since I'm knitting the the top out of Seduce it's not quite a smooth yarn like the silk yarn that they used in the picture and you know that they used the, for the pattern it's kind of a little bit irregular and, and bumpy in areas, and I just don't know if the sleeves are going to lay right, so it's going to be cap sleeves. So that'll get it done sooner. Yay! So anyway, that's what I've been working on, and I have so many other patterns that I desperately want to start right away, but I know better than to start them all because when I start a bunch of projects and I have a bunch of projects going on, it makes me feel very guilty and... I hate that feeling so and I think that this is kind of weird of me because I have tons and when I say tons I mean tons, tons, and tons of and yarn tons and tons in and storage tons. bins with the projects that go to it so projects that I have not yet started and for some weird reason that doesn't make me feel guilty I'm totally fine with having all that yarn and all those patterns that go with the yarn but it's when I start the projects that the guilt sets in. So I don't know why that is. I think it's really weird. So next episode, I'll share with you all of those projects that I've been dying to start in a new regular segment called Knitting Fantasies. Yeah, I think that's enough about me for this episode. So now I'd like to talk about a couple of knitting products that I've been using in a regular segment that will be called bring on the product reviews so have you ever found yourself in a situation where you'd like to get a gift for a fellow knitter someone in your knitting group maybe they um, gave you something or did something nice for you and you'd like to return the favor with a knitting related gift well if you're like me I I have a hard time with this because it's hard to buy somebody yarn. You don't know exactly what they want or will use. You don't know what colors necessarily that they like. You can't get them needles. You don't know what sizes they have. So I just seem to end up going with gift certificates, which I don't prefer giving gift certificates because it kind of feels impersonal, like giving somebody money. I'd rather gift them an, a cute little item. So I um, have an item for you that would make a cute little gift. Somebody sent it to me as a gift and I think it's just a cute little novelty item that every knitter could appreciate. It is called a cable needle necklace and Darcy, she is a blog reader, she contacted me and sent me one and you can find her on Ravelry. She's called Naughty Knitter 40 and it's K-N-O-T-T-Y Knitter 40 and that's the number 40 and um, she's really sweet. She sent me this necklace as a gift and it was designed by N Leslie Wind who apparently has had um, her shawl pins featured in Vogue Knitting twice now 
and in the latest spring-summer issue of Vogue. It, um, I guess Rochelle Pinzer on page nine, so if you wanted to look that up, that's the one with the lady in the white top on the cover. I, I only know them by the covers. But anyways, um, I have that magazine, and I'm kind of bummed because I was looking through all my stuff trying to find it so I could check out these shell pins for myself, but I couldn't find it. It's so sad. I wonder where it is. I probably lent it out or something. Anyway, back to the necklace. It's a neat little thing. It has like a little design on the top that I guess you can order uh, different designs. I have a, she sent me a little butterfly one, and it's made out of sterling silver on the top, and then the the cable part, it's, you really have to just go to my show notes, click on the link and look at the picture. It's hard to describe in words. But there's a little windy cable needle part that extends down that um, is made out of bronze. And these are handmade by Leslie Wind. So it's, it's a cool little design. And I was looking up on Leslie's blog and seeing kind of how she came up with this idea. And there'll be a link to her blog in the show notes as well. But you can see pictures of all of the things she makes at lesliewind.com. That's www.leslieewind.com. Okay. So anyway, she said that these are really great for doing cables because of the curve of the needle and the weight of the needle because it's it's got a nice weight on it that it prevents the stitches from slipping off. So it, it kind of has a it's a two-purpose thing. It's a cute little necklace, and you can also use it for um, doing cables. As a, It functions as a cable needle for when you're knitting. So I just thought it was a cute little item, um, perfect for a gift, so I'll definitely be thinking about it next time I need to get a gift for a friend of mine who enjoys knitting. So um, I just thought you'd like to hear about it. To order these, you can go to Darcy's blog, and that's D-A-R-C-Y naughty knitter k-n-o-t-t-y knitter dot blogspot dot com and she's got a little button there that you can go to to find out ordering information also she has some really good videos showing how to use the cable needle necklace when you are when you're knitting so go to my show notes and click on the link or um, go to the address I just said to check it out the next thing I'd like to review for y'all is a yarn that I've been knitting with. I've been making the Giselle top from Stitch Diva Studios out of this yarn. And I decided to review it because it's a new yarn. It just came out this spring and I thought that probably a lot of you knitters out there haven't had a chance to work with it yet. And it's also different from any of the yarns that I think I've ever worked with. So I thought that I'd talk about it today. And the yarn is Seduce by Broco. And it's interesting because the composition of the yarn is that it's 47% rayon, 25% linen, 17% silk, and 11% nylon. And it's interesting because if I kind of take apart the yarn, I can see that it's a strand of some, uh, a couple strands. I'm looking at it trying to figure out what exactly it, it is. It looks like a strand of linen in there, and maybe nylon. And then it looks like it's wrapped with the silk or rayon, wrapped around the two strands. So it, what it produces is kind of a really interesting sort of wiry yarn that is, is quite extraordinary. 
it's really interesting to work with because it it just doesn't it just doesn't work like any of the other yarns that I've ever used. It's kind of a little like I said wiry, not coarse, but kind of on the stiffer end of things. What I really liked about it is that I made my swatch for the Giselle top and then I washed the swatch and I was amazed of how it just softened and smoothed and the drape was really quite lovely. And I think that this yarn would be great for any spring, summer projects, um, something that you don't want to be too warm and I think it's great for summer tops. I hope that my Giselle top turns out good so that you guys aren't like, I can't believe she was talking so much about that yarn. It, her top is so ugly. I know. Anyways, I think it'll turn out good. Uh, I definitely recommend trying it. It's quite an experience. Um, there's a few drawbacks to this yarn. It's not super great on yardage. It's only 100 yards um, per skein. And also, it can be difficult to wind into um, a ball. The first time I wound a skein, I put it on the, the winder at work and wound it up like I would any other yarn, but it just it doesn't want to stay together, so it has a tendency to fall apart. So now, every time I come to an end of a skein, I have to hand wind it into a ball very, very tightly, put it in a Ziploc bag, and hope for the best, and that has been working so far. I know it's also going to be a really big pain to be weaving in the ends because I I think that this yarn will have a tendency to the ends are going to want to just pop out of the project so um, I'm going to have to I usually do this but with some yarns I can get away with not doing it but with this yarn I'm going to have to sew in those ends with a needle and matching thread anyway it's an interesting yarn I recommend giving it a try I've seen a lot of beautiful projects on Ravelry made out of it, so I'll be linking to that in the show notes, and also I'll be linking to broco.com so you can see, um, find out more about this yarn, and it, oh, and it also comes in really, really pretty colors, and Tracy, at the, uh, the owner of the, of the shop I work at, she just ordered, I think, all the colors that came in, and it's, they're so pretty, and I'm a little bummed because I, when I picked out my color for my Giselle top, she had just ordered like four colors initially, so I picked out my favorite out of the four. And then she went ahead and ordered all the colors, and now I'm like, why didn't I get that color? Because there's so many other colors that I like better. That is Barocco Seduce. I hope you like it too. So I'd just like to mention really quick for those who are listening to the podcast who might live locally that the shop that I work at called The Scarlet Skein, we're going to be starting a new knit along for the months of August and September. Every two months we select a new project to have a knit along for. And the knit along days are going to be every Tuesday and Wednesday around noon we're going to meet. And you can come to both days, you can come to one day, you can come one time, you can come every week, it's up to you. But for August and September, we're going to be working on the Retro Redux Shrug, and that's from the book Lace Style, and there will be a link to that in the show notes. So for anyone who doesn't live close to us, who would like to participate, I have a Scarlet Skein group on Ravelry. It's called the, the Scarlet Skeiners. There'll also be a link to that. But you can join if you'd like, and you can knit along long distance. Everybody 
um, after we meet, we always post photos on Ravelry and talk about our problems on the forums in that group. So if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. So again, that'll be starting on August 1st. And I'm excited about the Retro Redux Shrug. I've been wanting to do that project now for like over a year. I bought the yarn last summer, I believe. And I chose Debbie Bliss's Cashmere Erin to do the shrug, and I chose black, which I keep debating whether I'd want to just start over buy new yarn for it because I think, oh, that's kind of boring. But also, black is probably the most versatile for my wardrobe, so I might just go with that. But anyways, I think it's a great project because it's a lacy type shrug that seems to be go pretty fast. It doesn't take that many that much yardage. For my size, it only takes four balls of the Debbie Bliss Cashmerino Aaron, so that's not too much. And also, as far as I can tell from reading through the pattern, the way that you make it bigger for from the sleeves to the back is by changing needle size. So it seems like a really great project for beginners because it doesn't seem too complicated with the increasing and decreasing. There might be some increasing in there, but um, I just kind of briefly read it over and it looks like you just adjust the size through um, changing needle size. So I think it's, it will be a great project. It's a perfect little item to wear to take you right into fall and, and into winter, I guess depending on where, what climate you live in. So it's not like I need to start any new knitting projects right now because I really have been over-inspired with knitting and I just have so many projects I want to make immediately. But I think it'll be a fun little knit-along project and it shouldn't take too long. So I'm pretty excited. So I hope you'll join us. So next time I record, I'd like to introduce some more regular segments into the podcast. I didn't include everything this time because I didn't want this podcast to be two hours long. So next episode, I'm going to start a segment for knitting stories. And so that's where you come in. If you have any funny or interesting stories involving knitting or knitting projects, if you could contact me, again, my email address is nevernotknitting at gmail.com and just send me a story proposal. Just a quick little email with a short description of what your story is about and I will review it and see if it's right for the podcast. I love hearing about other people's knitting stories, so I think that this could make the podcast really fun and interesting. And if nobody sends me anything, I've got a good one for you next time. The other thing I'd like to include is knitting help. As a knitting instructor, I'd love to be able to help people out with their knitting problems. So if you're in the middle of your project and you don't understand an abbreviation or the way the pattern is written and you just need help, please email me your question and I'd be happy to answer it on the next episode. So thank you so much for listening. I really had a good time and I know that the episode was a bit rough, but stick with me. I'm bound to get better at this. I'd like to close with a song. It's the Never Not Knitting theme song. It was performed by my friend Hunter. I think he did a really good job. It turned out very good. So I'll let you guys listen to it, and if you really like it, you can listen to it again or download it off of my blog at nevernotknitting.com. Thanks, guys. See you next time. She won't even do the dishes. The house plants. 
they're all dead Yeah, her needles are a-clickin' From morning until she goes to bed She won't take the time to brush her teeth Let's not even talk about her hair If it isn't about knitting She just doesn't really care She's never not knitting And it's making her husband mad Her husband mad Pop ramen again She just won't stop the stitching And the neighbors say it really is quite sad Nobody has clean laundry No pants, no shirts, no underwear But they have closets full of sweaters And more socks than they could ever wear There's yard in the fridge In the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry even in the washer and dryer That's why She can't do any laundry I need some clothes She's never not knitting And it's making Her husband mad Her husband mad I'm filing for divorce She just won't stop her stitching And the neighbors Say it's really getting bad She's taking pictures of socks again Oh is burning up in flames her husband says get up let's go but she can't set down her project she says just let me finish up this row she's never not knitting and it's making her husband mad her husband mad she just won't stop her stitching And, well, she's losing all she had